the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. All hit radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. is our special guest on this our final show for the year 2009 we'll be back next monday january the 4th as we start all over again as the x zone comes to you on the all-new x zone broadcast network our toll-free number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035 email x zone at x and on msn messenger TV at hotmail.com or website www.xzoneradiotv.com Jason Lee's website www.xzone I'm sorry www.jasonlee.org I've been saying Xzone too long Jason um, t- Tell me Jason what, what's the timeline involved here? Uh, well when I returned from the little grocery store the timeline would have been 7.46 to about 7.48 p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, as I mentioned in the report, and I'll relay that to you as well, I observed this thing from between four to four and a half minutes as it ever so slowly just glided to the due, due south. And by the time I did go back into the house, it could still be seen. Of course, it wasn't as huge as it was because it was traveling or gliding southwards. Uh, and the report, I eventually, uh, when I went into my room and I sat there with just the lamplight on on my bed, just very solemnly, uh, all I could see was this object in my mind and that blinking light and this humming sound in my ear. And I, I just was, 
I don't know, struck by it, Rob. I, I can't really explain it. I, I don't want to say depressed. I was just sort of very, very solemn. Uh, and then after I kind of snapped out of it, I started making notes, you know, the time, and and, and then I started drawing a, a little picture of, of what the object looked like, you know, so I wouldn't forget it. You know, I thought, oh, my gosh, what if I forget this thing? All right. You know? Now, did you, did you call the authorities? And if so, what did they say? Yes, I did. Uh, First, I, I got out the phone book, and to call the local police, it's just a 911 emergency number, and it mm -hmm. says, do not call unless there's an emergency. So I saw the county sheriff's phone number, and I called them. And the operator answered, and I told her uh, that I had just seen, <laughs> I didn't say a UFO, I said, I just saw an aircraft flying under 500 feet over a populated neighborhood, and I thought I should call you folks and report it, because mm -hmm. it's uh, against... FA regulations, first of all, for military experimental aircraft. Okay, so or what did she say? All right, Jason, we're we're short on time here, and I, I you know I'd like to get the whole story. And what did what did the sheriff's department say? They said that they would send some officers out, mm -hmm. uh, and they didn't come out until actually Monday night. Right. Two officers banging on the door, and they were actually the Cleveland police. Yeah. Uh, and I filed a report with them and showed them uh, Mr. Frank Warren's graphic, and mm -hmm. they were just totally amazed. Now, the one officer knew me from the Stephenville Lights incident from uh, January of 2008, mm -hmm. wherein I saw an object uh, that very night and sent you an email, Yeah, I, if I, you I, recall. I'd like to stick on this one here because I have a few questions I'd like to ask you that you know, don't make sense to me, and I'd like you to help me clarify them. Certainly, Okay. For one thing, you're the only person who saw this UFO. Why? No, we don't know that yet. Well, according to the our researchers, did an entire search. They called local law enforcement. They called the FAA. They called the uh, Department of Transport in the states. They called Homeland Security. No sighting reports anywhere except yours. Why? Well, uh, I called six different numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, if you get a Fort Worth, October 2009 phone book and you turn to the blue pages mm -hmm. which shows uh no 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 US I mean, I, federal government I, what i'm trying what i'm trying is, what i'm trying to get at jason is yeah. how come if this object was so big flying under 500 feet no one else saw it but you well that's what i'm trying to say rob we don't know that yet but jason the me, only the only reports that are anywhere on the internet are yours i find that very strange well, it took me seven phone numbers until I finally got through to the operations manager of the FAA. But uh, all, the, all the reports I'm looking at are are UFOs are UFO sites. I don't see one bona fide news media report anywhere. Well, I haven't reported to any news media. So apart why from why you why and wouldn't you, why would why wouldn't you report it to the media instead of the UFO fanatics that would love who love these kind of stories? Well, I did report it to Peter Daffinger's International UFO Reporting Center. Yeah. I did file a report there. Uh -huh. uh, the official report, which is actually the report that's on the website, and uh, the one that I sent to you as an attachment. So it's filed with the UFO Reporting Center but that's, with Peter but Davenport. That is, but that is not a bona fide reporting agency. Peter Davenport, God bless him, does his very best on whatever, however he does yes. it. It's just basically a UFO 
researcher or UFO buff who decided to open up a database for people to make these reports. But we're not talking right. about Fox News. We're not talking about CNN. We're not talking about any other credible media. What we're talking about here it has nothing to do like we saw with the Stevensville where, where the mainstream media jumped on the case. I'm sorry, you broke up there a little bit, Rob, but I think I can make out what you're you're getting at. And the answer is, try reporting a UFO Christmas night. It's, uh, you know, like Mission Impossible. But I finally did get through to the FAA. Mm -hmm. The uh, operations manager asked me to send in my report, which I did. I mailed it yesterday, along with my drawing mm -hmm. of the object. And he promised me, I gave him the latitude and longitude of my house. And he promised me that he would run a radar check to see if there was an object that showed up on the radar. He promised me, gave me his word of honor. And, of course, if he doesn't, well, we'll follow through with a uh, Freedom of Information Act request and get those radar data from that time and that day and night. But as far as anyone else trying to report it, you can imagine what I went through, going through seven different phone numbers until I finally got through to this man mm -hmm. two days later. All right, but well, once again, I'm not talking about the reporting of it to... You're talking about reporting to a news agency. Well, wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec, please. Wait a sec here. What I'm saying, Jason, I find it very strange, very odd, and very out of the norm when it comes to a UFO sighting that only one person sees it, only one person reports it, and only one person's name is attached to it anywhere where you look on the UFO, uh, uh, throughout the UFO websites. I find it very strange. Well, I, I personally don't find it very strange, Rob, because, uh, first of all, there might not have been that many people out. In fact, when I went to the corner store, I was the only one in there. Mm -hmm. But also, if they... if Normal people had the trouble that I had trying to get through to the FAA. Once again, once, once, once again, once, once again, you're missing my point here. The fact that you were the only person, uh, and that you're the only person whose whose name that appears anywhere on the internet with reference to only this UFO reporting, which is the only UFO reported Christmas Day period. Another thing that I find rather strange is that you, who you know, claimed to have worked for ABC News. You had a camcorder in the house, and you yourself said over the last uh, half hour that you were tossing snowballs at it earlier. You were making comments about the snow, this, that, and the other thing. You didn't, right. you didn't think to go inside, get the camcorder, run back outside. That makes no sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense, I suppose, but I did tell you that I was awestruck and just didn't have the wit about me to do that. The, the solemn effect that I had upon this uh, dramatic sighting mm -hmm. affected me so so severely that nothing else mattered to me except going to, into my room and thinking about all of this that I'd just seen and taking it all down. Now, as far as not reporting it to any news agency, Rob, you know me better than that. I'm a professional researcher for over 40 years. That's why I'm I can't understand your actions of December the 25th, because they're totally out of character for a professional researcher. Exactly. No, well, they're not. No, no, you're missing the point. You don't go to the TV media. I didn't in 1995 when I videotaped a broad daylight flying saucer until I checked with every source that I possibly could to rule out everything else. Space debris, uh, uh, military test aircraft, hot air balloons, hang gliders, everything else. And that's what I'm doing now. So yeah, I'm just about ready to, to call the media 
now that I've filed this report with the FAA and got some documentation going, now I'm ready to call the media and say, look, I've done this, I saw mm-hmm. that, here's the report, what do you think, blah, blah, blah. Is it, and we sa- go from there. You know, I hate to sound say it, but it sounds like a bit of grandstanding here, Jason. Well, why would you say that, Rob? That's, well, very <laughs> that's not simple. a character for you. Very simple. That's okay. almost an insult. It's not meant to be an insult. It's just an observation. observation. You're the well, only person who... Ma- wait a minute, please. Wait a minute, please. Wait a minute, please. You're, as I said, when we got the story and we started, yes. when we started doing the research and the background checks into the, into the area, there were no other reports made to any media by anyone. There were no other sheriff reports or law enforcement reports made. There was only one report to the FAA. There was nothing with Homeland Security. It doesn't add up. Well, I didn't call Homeland Security. First Homeland of all. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Homeland Security would have been notified. Why would I would call Homeland Security? No, I'm not saying you, Jason. FBA. I'm not saying you. But through the credible line of uh, disbursement of information within the government, this report doesn't exist except with that one FAA call. Okay, and your researchers, they called the Johnson County Sheriff's Department? I have no idea who they called. All I get is the report that no law enforcement. um, Okay, well then they didn't call the Johnson County Sheriff's Department, first of all. Mm -hmm. Okay, you need to make that that clear because I did. All right, so you called. Hold on here, hold on here, hold on here. It doesn't make sense, though, Jason, because you're the only person who saw this UFO, and if the UFO was as big as you say, and if it really was a UFO, other people, whether it's police officers, other pilots, other people shoveling their grass, visiting Grandma on Christmas, somebody else would have surely seen this. But we don't know that yet, Rob. You have to remember, it's the Christmas holidays, and first of all, the FAA didn't even answer the phone because mm-hmm. they say during the Christmas and New Year holidays, they don't take public telephone calls. Okay? That's what the third caller told me at the uh, Alliance Control Tower. And he's the one who gave me a phone number to call uh, of a Bigelow Space Studies, which turned out to be a bass uh, casino in Las Vegas. So either I wrote the number down incorrectly or he gave me the incorrect phone number. Uh, so I have done everything I can, first of all, to rule out everything else possible. How many? Then you go to the media. All right. How many, how many UFO organizations did you feed your information to? Uh, first to you, Angela Joyner, uh, Mr. Frank Warren, uh, God, no, and, I can't tell you how many other UFO researchers. And how, how many and, other UFO organizations did you feed it to? I have probably three or four, uh, like George Filer. Mm-hmm. There's one in the UK. All right. So, okay. I, so, so, you, so you were very selective in who you sent it to. Well, no, no. These are just the, the ones that I know of. All right. So then the, well, let, the me ask you, let me ask you this. Why wouldn't you verify everything first when dealing with the UFO community like you're doing with the news media, the credible news media? You know, you say you want to check out all the facts, you know, basically dotting your I's, crossing your T's before you go to mainstream media, and yet you were very open and very free with the information to all the UFO community. Why? 
I did that after I called the county sheriff, Rob. Now, your investigative team, you haven't mentioned their name. Is this a detective agency? No, these are our inboard uh, researchers. Well, you researchers. said they called the law enforcement agencies, and yet when I asked you if they called the Johnson County Sheriff's like Office, like I said, I don't you, you get, I don't get a detailed list. All I get is the information, Jason. But you know, the point is here: I don't believe you. Okay, well, fine. I really, Rob. I really don't believe you because I find it very ironic that here you are. You're the only person who sees this UFO, and all over the UFO wacko sites, I see Jason Lee, Cleborn, Texas, UFO, December the twenty-fifth. No credible sighting no credible media nothing it seems no like credible sighting i don't know what you mean by that and no credible media i just explained to you you don't go to the media until you've researched anything that it could have otherwise been mm, I don't... i'm not going to call the media if it had been you know like a, some sort of uh, balloon or something what well wait a sec wait a sec well why why wait so long what do you what are you intending on or hoping to discover between now it's, let's see, today is the 30th, I believe, five days ago. Yes. You know, so within five days, you know, if it is a legitimate sighting, wouldn't you want the media to be able to get on board so that they can start their wheels spinning fast in order to either authenticate or... Well, absolutely. And having been in the professional media, I know that the first thing they do is check with other agents to see if it could have possibly been space debris like mm -hmm. the FAA or, say, the McDonnell Observatory, which I've contacted, to see if it could have been space debris or anything else, just to rule all of that out, to get every stone unturned before I contact the media. Why not I don't them... want them to say what you're saying now that you don't believe me. Ah, so, uh, listen, we've got to take a break, uh, Jason. I want to thank you very much for joining us. And uh, I've got to tell you something, pal. I don't believe it. Another made-up story. Gosh, grandstanding on UFOs. Kind of pathetic, isn't it? I'll be back on the other side as we continue right here in the X-Zone. Riding along on a carousel Trying to catch up to you Riding along on a carousel Will I catch up to you? Houses chasing Cause they're racing So it so Jason Lee is my special guest, www.jasonlee.org. And, uh, Jason, before we went to the commercial break, we were t uh, talking about your experiences as a um, as not only a, a photojournalist, not only as a member of the Armed Forces, not only as a member of NASA, but uh, you've had your own incredible UFO sightings over the years. Uh, yes, Rob, and I'd like to apologize to you and your listeners. I, I should have said uh, if... Folks could, would go to my website, jasonlee.org, as you kindly mentioned. Uh, there is a link in our middle uh, menu. We have three menus, one to the left, one to the right, and one in the middle. Uh, and there's an area which says Jason's Bios. And I have actually three. One is my uh, research bio, and then I have a uh, writing bio of my uh, 
poetry, songwriting, etc. And then my media uh, bio, which uh, lists my uh, work in radio and television news, uh, etc. So that might have been the correct answer to your question, my background in uh, UFO research. It would probably be better for folks to read the bio, and that would give them a better sense of who I am and what I do. It is very in-depth and very very complete. But Jason, I'd like to get back to your sighting of Christmas Day this year of a UFO in Cleburne, Texas. Yes, actually it was Christmas night, Rob, and uh, we had actually gotten our first white Christmas since 1926, which would have been 83 years ago, a few years before I was born. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I had gone, you're going to find this probably humorous, but I should mention it, Uh, I was in my pajamas uh, wearing a, a new robe that I'd gotten for Christmas, and wearing my fedora hat when I ran out of these little cigars that I smoke, and I had a little bit of an upset stomach, so I wanted to get a Coca-Cola, and it had already stopped snowing, so the the grounds were just filled with white snow, and if it's, you know, three inches of snow uh, in 86 years is really a big deal. So I drove to the corner store about a mile or so away, and uh, as I was visiting with the manager for a few minutes, I left and I walked up to my car, in the it was actually 27 degrees Fahrenheit with with a little bit of a wind blowing not much but it was pretty cold for just wearing pajamas and a robe you know uh, but I looked off to the north something caught my peripheral vision and what I saw was a sort of a softly glowing yellowish white circular uh, light and at first I looked up and I thought well, that's that's too high in the sky to be some sort of Christmas light. Mm-hmm. And although there is a sort of a mini-mart uh, area right across the street, I thought, well, maybe it was some sort of sign or something, you know. And so I just sort of blew it off, and the, the cold got to my neck, and so I hopped in my car where the engine was running and the heater was going, and I drove on back home. Well, by the time I got home a few minutes later, I drove up in the parking or the driveway and got out of the car and stopped dead in my tracks in the front yard and, and just looked up to the due south and right over the rooftops of the houses across the street, I see what is now the rear end of a otherwise triangular-shaped aircraft under 500 feet. I, I originally guesstimated about 200 feet, but I'll expand that to between 200 and 500 feet after I'd spoken to the FAA, which is going to be a story in itself just getting through to the FAA. And I'm looking at this thing, Rob, and and trust me, I've seen uh, UFOs and even the 1995 broad daylight flying saucer, which I termed it, uh, with portholes and everything that I had a video of, which made worldwide news and we did interviews about for years. Uh, I, I, you know, being a trained observer, Rob, and a former navigator, you know, I know where due south is, due north is, and all of that. I was just completely blown away because first of all if you consider my first job back from vietnam i was a fuel service agent for delta airlines which is to say i've seen all sorts of commercial airliners private airplanes and military aircraft taking off and landing in all sorts of weather uh so i know what wing lights look like and if you see what these lights were there were four of them uh 
gigantic. I have to say gigantic, huge, if you will. Uh, and the lights were glowing, and yet away from me. They weren't coming towards me as if they, if they had been an airplane or any sort of aircraft with wing lights, they would have been heading toward me, mm -hmm. not away from me, because airplanes do not have that sort of huge, you know, circular lights uh, on the rear of the, of the wings or tail wings or, or whatever, not even a helicopter. You know, they're all forward lights, not rear lights. And so I'm just, you know, like a deer truck in the headlights of a car. I'm just totally awed, totally awed, not only from the size of this, this thing, but the fact that it, it had a, a black kind of, if, if you recall the Phoenix lights, how people described kind of a black wavy uh, ambiance to the uh, area, which would have otherwise been a, a shall we say, the, the solid part of the aircraft, I could see that, you know, sort of like it was tilted just very, very slightly, and the yellowish-white glowing light, which otherwise should have been shining out in front, was actually shining down, although there was no beam. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Team going down to the ground as you would if you pointed a flashlight down to the yard. You see like a beam of light and then the light mm -hmm. circle on the ground. There was nothing like that. It was just a, just a glowing, soft amberish yellow light, you know, in, in the very, very tip front of this, and then the four gigantic lights on the very rear, which are boxed in, and if people go to our website, they'll see a, a, a link there, which mentions, uh, let me just click there, uh, it mentions uh, the breaking UFO report, the huge UFO spotted in Cleburne, Texas on Christmas night posted at the UFO Chronicles website, which was uh, Mr. Frank Warren's website. I believe you've interviewed him in the mm -hmm. past. Yeah, I have. So you know he has a, a worldwide UFO reporting uh, center there. So I had contacted him along with you and all of our, my other UFO researcher uh, friends uh, because I, I was just completely awed by this thing. Now, the, now the funny thing is, Rob, uh, do we have uh, how, how long do we have? Four, four minutes. Okay. Uh, the amazing thing is I watched this thing for close to four minutes, possibly four and a half minutes, just standing out there in my slippers in, in the snow. At first I walked to my porch, and then when I saw it, I walked out to the grass to get a better look at it over the rooftops. And, and of course, it was gliding. If you can imagine an autumn leaf on a slow-flowing creek, that's how this thing was gliding. You know, I wouldn't say 30 miles an hour. I would say 10 to 12 miles an hour. It was just gliding ever so slowly, uh, just like a leaf on water. It, mm -hmm. it was just amazing. And as I say, I was so totally awed for one reason. There was a small red blinking light. Now, we know that in commercial airline or airplanes and military airplanes, they have that belly light, which is a red light, a strobing light, which is constant. 
It's a constant red strobing light to warn other airplanes, uh, you know, not to crash into that plane, you know, essentially. Well, this red blinking light, Rob, was different in a sense that it would blink real fast, six, eight, nine, ten times, and then stop. And then a few seconds later, it would blink three, four, five, or six times, then stop. And then it would start blinking again in a longer series of blinks. And I'm looking at it, and, I, and then I'm realizing, well, this isn't the belly light of some known aircraft. You know, first of all, and I'd already deduced that this was not an earthly aircraft, you know, just based on the, the huge lights at the boxed-in area uh, at the rear of this, this object. But that blinking light, there, there was something about it, Rob, and I think it was blinking some sort of code. And that's what had me so transfixed upon it. Because in my house on the coffee table was my camcorder, which I've been getting all day long, five and ten minute uh, little videos of the snow falling, you know, and my making comments of it and then uh, playing in the snow, throwing snowballs at the camcorder lens and everything. So why didn't I dash into the house and get the camcorder out, which I've done in the past, you know? I was just so transfixed, I didn't even move from the spot I was standing in. It was that amazing and that awesome. And actually, it was still in the sky when I walked into the house, went straight to my bedroom, turned off all the lights except one lamplight, and just sat on my bed with no music, uh, no TV, uh, no sounds at all. For over an hour, I just sat there in the quiet. I felt so solemn, almost depressed. Why did and you I why, I, Okay, let me ask you a question at this point. Why did you sure. walk back into the house when this sighting was still going on? And uh, why did you go to your bedroom instead of grabbing your camcorder and coming back I out? I do not know. I do not know. I can't answer that, Rob. And yet, I'm a trained professional. Down in New Orleans, when I was an ENG photographer for ABC News, I used to go to police and the crook shootouts on Bourbon Street. You know, and of course, they never shoot the cameraman because you know even the the cops and the robbers want to be on TV. And I've been in the middle of shootouts. Uh, I've photographed hurricanes, tornadoes, all sorts of destruction. Uh, I hate to say it, but dead, burned bodies, you know, and everything. But uh, there was something about, I honestly believe now, you know, four or five days later, mm -hmm. there was something to that blinking light as if it were some sort of code. All right, Jason, stand by. We've got to take our break at the bottom of the hour with the news. Jason Lee is our special guest, Exxon Nation. We're talking to Jason about his UFO sighting in Cleburne, Texas on December the 25th, Christmas Day. Interesting story. We'll be back talking to Jason when we return from this commercial break with the news right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario. Where? On the all-new X-Zone Broadcast Network. We'll be back on the other side. Don't go away.
Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. our special guest on this our final show for the year 2009 we'll be back next monday january the 4th as we start all over again as the x zone comes to you on the all-new x zone broadcast network our toll-free number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035 email x zone at x tv.com and on msn messenger xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com or website www.xzoneradiotv.com Jason Lee's website www.xzone I'm sorry www.jasonlee.org I've been saying xzone too long Jason um, t- tell me Jason what, what's the timeline involved here uh, well when I returned from the little grocery store the timeline would have been 7.46 to about 7.48 p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, as I mentioned in the report, and I'll relay that to you as well, I observed this thing from between four to four and a half minutes as it ever so slowly just glided to the due, due south. And by the time I did go back into the house, it could still be seen. Of course, it wasn't as huge as it was because it was traveling or gliding southwards. Uh, and the report, I eventually, uh, when I went into my room and I sat there with just the lamplight on on my bed, just very solemnly, uh, all I could see was this object in my mind and that blinking light and this humming sound in my ear. And I, I just was, I don't know, struck by it, Rob. I, I can't really explain it. I, I don't want to say depressed. I was just sort of very, very solemn. Uh, and then after I kind of snapped out of it, I started making notes, you know, the time, and and, and then I started drawing a, a little picture of, of what the object looked like, you know, so I wouldn't forget it. You know, I thought, oh, my gosh, what if I forget this thing? All right, you know? now, did you, did you call the authorities? And if so, what did they say? Yes, I did. Uh, first, I, I got out the phone book, and to call the local police, it's just a 911 emergency number, and it mm-hmm. says, do not call unless there is an emergency. So I saw the county sheriff's phone number, and I called them. And the operator answered, and I told her uh, that I had just seen, I didn't say a UFO, I said, I just saw an aircraft flying under 500 feet over a populated neighborhood, 
and I thought I should call you folks and report it because mm-hmm. it's uh, against FAA regulations, first of all, for military experimental aircraft. Okay, so or what did she say? All right, Jason, we're we're short on time here, and I, I you know I'd like to get the whole story. And what did what did the sheriff's department say? They said that they would send some officers out, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't come out until actually Monday night. Right. Two officers banging on the door, and they were actually the Cleveland police. Yeah. Uh, and I filed a report with them and showed them uh, Mr. Frank Warren's graphic, and mm-hmm. they were just totally amazed. Now, the one officer knew me from the Stephenville Lights incident from uh, January of 2008, mm-hmm. wherein I saw an object uh, that very night and sent you an email. Yeah, I, if I, you I, recall. I'd like to stick on this one here because I have a few questions I'd like to ask you that you know, don't make sense to me, and I'd like you to help me clarify them. Certainly, okay. For one thing, you're the only person who saw this UFO. Why? No, we don't know that yet. Well, according to the our researchers did an entire search. They called local law enforcement. They called the FAA. They called the uh, Department of Transport in the States. They called Homeland Security. No sighting reports anywhere except yours. Why? Well, uh, I called six different numbers. Uh, first of all, if you get a Fort Worth, October 2009 phone book and you turn to the blue pages mm-hmm. which shows uh no 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 US I, federal government I, what i'm trying what i'm is, trying what i'm trying to get at jason is yes. how come if this object was so big flying under 500 feet no one else saw it but you well that's what i'm trying to say rob we don't know that yet but jason the me. only the only great news For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Only reports that are anywhere on the internet are yours. I find that very strange. Well, it took me seven phone numbers until I finally got through to the operations manager of the FAA. But uh, all, the, all the reports I'm looking at are are UFOs are UFO sites. I don't see one bona fide news media report anywhere. Well, I haven't reported to any news media. So apart why, from why, you and why Mr. wouldn't Warren. you? Why would why wouldn't you report it to the media instead of the UFO fanatics that would love who love these kind of stories? Well, I did report it to Peter Daffinger's International UFO Reporting Center. Uh-huh. I did file a report there. Uh-huh. Uh, the official report, which is actually the report that's on the website. And uh, the one that I sent to you is an attachment. So it's filed with the UFO Reporting Center but that's, with Peter but Davenport. That is, but that is not a bona fide reporting agency. Peter Davenport, God bless him, does his very best on whatever, however he does yes. it. It's just basically a UFO uh, researcher or UFO buff who decided to open up a database for people to make these reports. But we're not talking right. about Fox News. We're not talking about CNN. We're not talking about... Any other credible media. What we're talking about here it has nothing to do like we saw with the Stevensville where, where the mainstream media jumped on the case. I'm sorry, you broke up there a little bit, Rob, but I think I can make out what you're, you're getting at. 
And the answer is, try reporting a UFO Christmas night. It's, uh, you know, like Mission Impossible. But I finally did get through to the FAA. Mm -hmm. The uh, operations manager asked me to send in my report, which I did. I mailed it yesterday, along with my drawing Mm -hmm. of the object. And he promised me, I gave him the latitude and longitude of my house. And he promised me that he would run a radar check to see if there was an object that showed up on the radar. He promised me, gave me his word of honor. And, of course, if he doesn't, well, we'll follow through with a uh, Freedom of Information Act request and get those radar data from that time and that day and night. But as far as anyone else trying to report it, you can imagine what I went through, going through seven different phone numbers until I finally got through to this man mm-hmm. two days later. All right, but well, once again, I'm not talking about the reporting of it to... You're talking about reporting to a news agency. Well, wait a sec, wait a sec, wait a sec, please. Wait a sec here. What I'm saying, Jason, I find it very strange, very odd, and very out of the norm when it comes to a UFO sighting that only one person sees it, only one person reports it, and only one person's name is attached to it anywhere where you look on the UFO, uh, uh, throughout the UFO websites. I find it very strange. Well, I, I personally don't find it very strange, Rob, because, uh, first of all, there might not have been that many people out. In fact, when I went to the corner store, I was the only one in there. Mm-hmm. But also, if they... if Normal people had the trouble that I had trying to get through to the FAA. Once again, once, once, once again, once, once again, you're missing my point here. The fact that you were the only person, uh, and that you're the only person whose whose name that appears anywhere on the internet with reference to only this UFO reporting, which is the only UFO reported Christmas Day period. Another thing that I find rather strange is that you, who you know, claim to have worked for ABC News. You had a camcorder in the house, and you yourself said over the last uh, half hour that you were tossing snowballs at it earlier. You were making comments about the snow, this, that, and the other thing. You didn't, you didn't think to go inside, get the camcorder, run back outside. That makes no sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense, I suppose, but I did tell you that I was awestruck and just didn't have the wit about me to do that. The, the solemn effect that I had upon this uh, dramatic sighting mm-hmm. affected me so so severely that nothing else mattered to me except going to, into my room and thinking about all of this that I'd just seen and taking it all down. Now, as far as not reporting it to any news agency, Rob, you know me better than that. I'm a professional researcher for over 40 years. That's why I can't understand your actions of December the 25th, because they're totally out of character for a professional researcher. Exactly. No, well, they're not. No, no, you're missing the point. You don't go to the TV media. I didn't in 1995 when I videotaped a broad daylight flying saucer until I checked with every source that I possibly could to rule out everything else. Space debris, uh, uh, military test aircraft, hot air balloons, hang gliders, everything else. And that's what I'm doing now. So I'm just about ready to, to call the media now that I've filed this report with the FAA and got some documentation going, now I'm ready to call the media and say, look, I've done this, I saw mm-hmm. that, here's the report, what do you think, blah, blah, blah. Is it, and we sa- go from there. You know, I hate to sound say it, but it sounds like a bit of grandstanding here, Jason. Well, why would you say that, Rob? That's, well, very <laughs> that's out simple. of character for you. Very simple. That's okay. almost an insult. 
it's not meant to be an insult. It's just an observation. observation. You're the well, only person who... Ma- wait a minute, please. Wait a minute, please. Wait a minute, please. You're, as I said, when we got the story... And we started yes. when we started doing the research and the background checks into the into the area. There were no other reports made to any media by anyone. There were no other sheriff reports or law enforcement reports made. There was only one report to the FAA. There was nothing with Homeland Security. It doesn't add up. Well, I didn't call Homeland Security. But first Homeland, of all. Homeland Security would have been notified. Why would I would call Homeland Security? No, I'm not saying you, Jason. I'm not saying you. But through the credible line of uh, disbursement of information within the government, th- this report doesn't exist except with that one FAA call. Okay, and your researchers, they called the Johnson County Sheriff's Department? I have no idea who they called. All I get is the report that no law enforcement um, okay, outside. well, then they didn't call the Johnson County Sheriff's Department, first of all. Mm-hmm. Okay, you need to make that, that clear, because I did. All right, so you called... So, all right, so Kino, hold call. on here, hold on here, hold on here. It doesn't make sense, though, Jason, because you're the only person who saw this UFO, and if the UFO was as big as you say, and if it really was a UFO, other people, whether it's police officers, other pilots... Other people shoveling their grass, visiting Grandma on Christmas. Somebody else would have surely seen this. But we don't know that yet, Rob. You have to remember, it's the Christmas holidays. And first of all, the FAA didn't even answer the phone because mm-hmm. they say during the Christmas and New Year holidays, they don't take public telephone calls. Okay? That's what the third caller told me at the uh, Alliance Control Tower. And he's the one who gave me a phone number to call uh, of a Bigelow Space Studies, which turned out to be a bass uh, casino in Las Vegas. So either I wrote the number down incorrectly, or he gave me the incorrect phone number. Uh, so I have done everything I can, first of all, to rule out everything else possible. How many? Then you go to the media. All right. How many? How many UFO organizations did you feed your information to? Uh, first to you, Angela Joyner, uh, Mr. Frank Warren. Uh, gosh, no, and, I can't tell you how many other UFO researchers. And how, how many and other UFO organizations did you feed it to? I have probably three or four, uh, like George Filer. Mm-hmm. There's one in the UK. All right. So, okay. I, so, so, you, so you were very selective in who you sent it to. Well, no, no. These are just the the ones that I know of. All right. So then, the, well, let the me biggest. ask you. Let me ask you this: Why wouldn't you verify everything first when dealing with the UFO community, like you're doing with the news media, the credible news media? You know, you say you want to check out all the facts. You know, basically dotting your eyes, crossing your t's before you go to mainstream media, and yet you were very open and very free with the information to all the UFO community. Why? I did that after I called the county sheriff, Rob. Now, your investigative team, you haven't mentioned their name. Is this a detective agency? No, these are our inboard uh, researchers. Well, you said they called the law enforcement agencies, and yet when I asked you if Mm -hmm. they called the Johnson County Sheriff's Office, Like I said, I don't get get a detailed list. All I get is the information, Jason. But you know the point is here? I don't believe you. Okay, well, fine, I I really don't believe you because I find it very ironic that here you are, you're the only person who sees this UFO, and all over the UFO wacko sites, I see Jason Lee, Cleborn, Texas, UFO, December the 25th. No credible sighting. No credible media. Nothing. 
It seems no like credible the- sighting. I don't know what you mean by that, and no credible media. I just explained to you, you don't go to the media until you've researched anything that it could have otherwise been. Mm, I don't- I'm not going to call the media if it had been, you know, like a, some sort of uh, balloon or something. What? Well, wait a sec. Wait a sec. Well, why why wait so long? What do you what are you intending on or hoping to discover between now? It's let's see. Today is the thirtieth, I believe. Five days ago. Yes. You know, so within five days, you know, if it is a legitimate sighting, wouldn't you want the media to be able to get on board so that they can start their wheels spinning fast in order to either authenticate or... Well, absolutely. And having been in the professional media, mm-hmm. I know that the first thing they do is check with other agents to see if it could have possibly been space debris like mm-hmm. the FAA or, say, the McDonnell Observatory, which I've contacted, to see if it could have been space debris or anything else, just to rule all of that out, to get every stone unturned before I contact the media. Why not I don't them... want them to say what you're saying now that you don't believe me. Ah, so, uh, listen, we've got to take a break, uh, Jason. I want to thank you very much for joining us. And uh, I've got to tell you something, pal. I don't believe it. Another made-up story. Gosh, grandstanding on UFOs. Kind of pathetic, isn't it? I'll be back on the other side as we continue right here in the X-Zone. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new Exxon Broadcast Network. Our toll-free 1-800 number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. That is toll-free worldwide at 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger. TV at hotmail.com and our website www.xzoneradiotv.com All right, with reference to my conversation with Jason Lee a few minutes ago, I don't believe the story. It doesn't add up. You have this huge object that is under, you know, that's flying about 500 feet off the ground in Cleburne, Texas, that only one person saw. Now, if you Google Cleburne, Texas, December 25th UFO, all you find is the report that Jason Lee sent out to everyone within the UFO community. No one, no one in the mainstream media was advised. Why not? What's he trying to cover up? Why didn't he give the people, I mean, the real people, not the UFO woo-woos that are out there, and God knows there's enough of them out there, mainstream media, the opportunity to investigate it, 
when it was a hot item, not a cold case. And we find this with the UFO community. They hold back until it's so long that information is very hard to verify. This is how they maintain the UFO conspiracy. You see, they make claims that cannot be substantiated except by their own testimony. And when it is said that the, you know, they're pressured for information, they say, well, the government's got the information. The government's suppressing the information. They're maintaining the conspiracy. Bullcrap. It's not the government that's conspiring anything. It's the UFO woo-woos out there. It's a scary thought when people actually have to grandstand in order to get their little five minutes or five seconds of fame, whether it's with any of these woo-woo organizations that clutter the internet or even on a show like mine, except, however, I don't believe everybody, and when I don't believe you, I just say I don't believe you. And by the way, the information that I received from our research department was that when they checked the uh, wire services and the wire sources, as well as the Internet, there were no law enforcement records of this event happening. But they will be calling the Sheriff's Department and verifying it. In fact, I don't doubt that Jason called at all. I take his word for it that he called. However, when it comes to any credible reporting or any credible sighting other than Jason's, there is none. You know, Judge Judy says if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, then it is a duck. Nothing made sense in this story. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. As the X-Zone continues, live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the all-new X-Zone Broadcast Network. From our home to yours, everyone, a very happy new year. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.